Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Dave here. No, why does that sound different? You say with my white rabbit. Oh yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> like what? Change. Okay. Hello, it's Dave here, and I'm with my wife, Kathy. Hello, good morning. Uh, we're doing another cinema where we walk to the cinema and we walk back from the cinema. Uh, but we're not doing that today, we're getting the bus. We're getting the bus, and it's 9 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. Our uh, cinemas are getting increasingly earlier. Um, yes, so we're with our, with, with our son Oscar here. Yeah, we're taking him to a parent baby screening, uh, which are very awkwardly scheduled at uh, Tuesday mornings. At 10 a.m.? So, uh, I actually had to take time off work for this, so it's kind of... <laughs> Lame that, and I literally had to tell my boss Laura. Uh, she was like, "Oh, what are you doing? Anything nice?" Oh, yeah, I'm going to go see the uh, the movie, The Battle of the Sexes, <laughs> about the 1973 tennis match between Billie Jean Riggs and uh, and uh, Steve Carell, the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even know. Their oh, name. is that our boss? Oh no. Um, yeah, but look, it's our first family trip to the cinema, so we're excited. I've been to a couple of these screenings, as they're always midweek, and I'm on maternity leave. Dave hasn't. Um, I don't know anything about this movie, not particularly bothered about it, but I'm excited to go to the cinema. And the best part about this screening is they bring you cake and coffee oh, nice. to your seat. Uh-huh. I brought my own coffee, though. Well, you're going to get okay, more coffee. coffee. You're going to get extra coffee. Need it. So or you could like, babies, get a hot chocolate, maybe. Do, and do the babies make a crazy amount of noise? A lot of them do. Oscar hasn't, but he's only been twice, so this oh, could be the this could be the time he kicks off. Um, but yeah, so I actually had never heard of this tennis match before. You don't know anything about this. Don't team. know anything so about I, it. I, I know how. I know why it's famous. I know how it ends. So I'm not going to okay. say anything. But I know it was the the first kind of big popular big screen match between a man and a woman. I do know that much from the trailer, and I do know that. Um, I find it annoying in Hollywood when actors are in kind of the same movies together, and I've seen Steve oh, yes, Carell and Emma Stone they were in, in crazy, stupid love yeah. together. So that tends oh, to annoy. Why is that annoying? It's a I don't small know why. world. It annoys me a little bit. Um, like it annoys. It me annoys when you when actors play different characters. When they're just in like different movies. Oh, that, that pairing worked once. Let's just use them again. Like in La La Land. With to be Emma. fair, they weren't. They didn't really share the screen in Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, and Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling have been in too many movies together. So. Anyway, I, I was a bit annoyed by that, but I think it looks good, and I'm a fan of both of those actors. So, all right, yeah. And for all you uh, tennis fans out there who uh, have pointed out that I didn't say either of their names correctly, I just somehow combined their names into one name. Their names are uh, Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs, not Bobby Jean Riggs. <laughs> oh, here's our boss. Oh, okay. All right, we're okay. Uh, see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Piccolo. Eureka Billy Jean. It's Bobby Riggs. I had a great idea. Male chauvinist pig versus hairy leg feminist. You're still a feminist, right? I'm a tennis player who happens to be a woman. Don't hang up. And by the way, I shave my legs. Billie Jean King, already a champion of women's rights, is now the most successful female player of all time. I am not saying that women don't belong on the court. Who would pick up the balls otherwise? Oh, my God. There's not a single thing I don't hate about Bobby Riggs. You know what I'm doing? I'm cooking. I'm cooking! I won the triple in Wimbledon. I could beat Billie Jean King. Does she have the nerve? Call Bobby. Tell him it's on. All right, so uh, we are just out of Battle of the Sexes. What do you think of that, Kathy? I really enjoyed it. Um... I was a bit worried that it was going to be like really on the nose being called Battle of the Sexes um, around the feminist issues that it was tackling and we had also um, before we started recording the podcast been discussing how neither of us could really think of any good tennis movies we were remembering or any tennis movies at all yeah, so Wimbledon, Wimbledon Match with Point. Paul Bettany Match Point was the Woody Allen, Woody Allen one, one with uh, Jonathan Rhys Myers there's nothing really memorable which wasn't great um, so the closest comparison for me that I can think of with this movie and I mean this as a compliment because it's one of my favourite all time movies is A League of Their Own which is about the World War 2 female baseball players starring Gina Davis and Tom Hanks and love that movie um, and I would really hold this up there now it's not as joyous as that movie needs his dummy. <laughs> it's not as joyous as the, that movie but it's a fun one um, okay so um, we won't uh, just to say we won't uh, spoil the outcome even though it is real life but uh, you know Cathy didn't know the outcome yeah I'm of so glad match. I didn't know so we'll, we'll do that on spoiler we'll street we'll turn to spoiler street in a bit so we'll just talk general general amazing central performance from Steve Carell I thought he was fantastic very charismatic very char- um, he made he made it what could have been an unsympathetic character quite sympathetic and um, he's playing somebody who is a chauvinist pig who's putting a, the a show back into uh, chauvinist pig. and he said i'm putting the show back into chauvinist now yeah. i know these are all real lines but they're very funny um but he was a bit tragic and you kind of felt like he was he wasn't actually really the way steve portray- uh, carell portrayed him was he wasn't probably actually a chauvinist sexist pig he was just somebody who wanted limelight and knew that was his best vehicle to get attention. Yeah. And um, whereas the underlying misogyny and sexism th- from everyone else felt very real. Um, yes, in particular, there's a, there's one character. Well, I say character. There's they're all real people. The, um, there's a, a famous sports commentator called uh, Jack something. It's, it's gone. He's played by Bill Pullman in this. Really well. Um, and he was a former tennis player uh, and uh, went on to become a, com- a tennis commentator. And he's very much... I mean, the stuff he says on camera, uh, which we can only presume was actually said in real life, is just shocking. Shocking. Absolutely like if a man shocking. said that today, he would be... Like men, basically, he says men are just better than women. They're faster. They're more competitive. They have an edge. Like uh, he, no, he says women can play it physically, but they can't play it mentally. Like he's he's disparaging women on every level because it is a truth that if you have the world number one tennis player who is female and the world number one tennis player who was male, it is a truth that physically the man would be would be stronger, right? Because men are physically stronger than women. Well, not necessarily. You can have a you can have a woman who is physically stronger than a particular man. Just yeah, but I'm talking about if you're the world number one of both male and female tennis. Yes, but you're just just talking physicality. I mean, I know, tennis that's why isn't I'm saying, just physicality. That's why I'm saying what Bill Pullman was doing in this movie was so vile because he's attacking the women's mental capacities. Yes, they're competitive. Yeah, their he's saying they don't have it mentally. He's not even addressing the physical stuff. So he's taking away 
the mental capacity of a woman as well as demeaning them physically. So he's really vile and he plays it really well because he's quite a charmer. And she says at one point, look, I appreciate that you're a gentleman when a woman's in the home or in the kitchen, but you will not accept a woman when she's trying to do anything that you're not comfortable with. <laughs> yeah. Which is like the, the deep-rooted problem with men like that. You know, men who say, but I love women. It's like, well, you love them in a certain position. Yes, I've position. been married. You know, yeah. I'm married for 32 years. You don't so I'm a love, big fan of women. You don't love women who are looking for equality. You love women who fit into what your mould of a woman is. So and this really is dressed- literally the kind of man which is somewhat of a cliche these days. But, this, you know, these, these things are cliches for a reason. He's the kind of man who's sitting in a gentleman's lounge sipping brandy you I know, know wearing a smoking jacket and and I think Emma Stone played the character now I, I have to say I, as I said I didn't know the outcome of the match and I didn't know either of the characters like I haven't seen real footage of them but I thought she was really excellent in this I thought it was a very understated performance from her and a very powerful one and actually I know she won the Oscar for La La Land but I felt more I felt that this was a more powerful performance. More interesting character. More of a mature performance from her. Probably the most mature performance we've ever seen her give. Um, Like she, she feels like a fully fledged, like amazing actress in this movie. And I think I really enjoyed all the dynamic with her and all the men she was engaging with, and her husband who looked like a Ken doll. Um, I have never seen (laughs) that actor before. Have you? Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I looked him up briefly. I didn't really recognise him. Yeah, any I thought he, he was an interesting... Because he was like a side character to her life. And he seemed to accept that um, well, very, he was very willingly. Supportive. You very know, I over-supportive find- now. If I was in that position that he was in, and we'll get to that in Spoiler Street, I wouldn't be that supportive of you. So I admire... If, if that's how her husband was in real life, I would greatly admire him, his martyrdom for the cause. Yeah. Um... I will say, I thought, yeah, I, I really like this movie as well. I would highly recommend it. Um, it's from the husband and wife directing team that did Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, wow, I didn't realise that. Yeah. We love a husband and wife and, team. And uh, they did Ruby Sparks, I think. Oh, I love the, Ruby which Sparks. Which is also a great movie. So, yeah, I thought, like, really nicely put together. There's not a whole lot of, like, directorial flair in this, I would say. I think because um, they're sticking very closely to the real footage. That's my yes. impression. Um, but the... Um, it's very much it's very much a character drama and as you said I think it's all in the performances and Steve Carell and Emma Stone really just uh, they fleshed out these these people so well they just felt very uh, complex uh, which is interesting because it's 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 a flip side to how they were presenting themselves both publicly because this was very much became a circus and they even said it's alpha male versus alpha female and they were both playing up to that in front of the camera, you know. They were uh, they were sort of joshing and saying this is men versus women, and it became it became very much like a televisual sort of weird event, almost like a joke. It was but a spectacle, absolutely spectacle. But behind it all, there are real, real, you know. This this movie is about how society is shifting very much. It, it's a, it's a time in which. Uh, women were gaining traction and it's also a lot lot, uh, very much about LGBTQ rights um, and the dawning of that revolution I didn't feel like I felt like like I know now she's obviously an openly gay woman and she's campaigned for LGBT rights but in this movie I felt like her romantic side plot was a bit it was a bit that didn't really work for me because I felt like the, the point of the movie was 
it was about this battle of the sexes and, and the build up to that and that's what I was really interested in yes but wrapped up in that is the dawning of her own sexual awakening and I thought it was uh, her lover was very well played by uh, Andrea Riseborough. I don't know quite how to say that. Yeah, she but was there's, good. There's some lovely moments of intimacy there. If this is supposed to be real life, and maybe it's true, did really did her the dawning of her um, her becoming openly gay exactly happen in the same moment that this match happened? No, because that look, was how the film put it, and I felt like. I really enjoyed the phone call when Steve Carell phones her and says, you know, he, he puts it to her that he wants to do this match. But that phone call happened immediately after she um, was with the woman. So I'm like, why are these two being mixed up together? And maybe they were in real life, in which case, fine. I mean, but if it's an artistic choice, I don't think that it was a particularly clever one because it, one detracted from the other. And I would have liked to see them both explored on their own. Come here. I, you're 100%. I don't, I don't know exactly how the uh, real life events played out, but you can see where the dramatic license has been taken. <laughs> like, And the like, woman I she's with is her hairdresser. And at one point they say... Um, something's missing in this outfit is it the shoes is it the dress and then the hairdresser walks in and says it's the, it's hair. the hair and I'm like you arrived at this exact moment where you could make your hairdresser line and then somebody says I know one thing never come between a woman and her hairdresser really? there are so many um, which this is where the movie let itself down for me there are so many like cliches that it actually pulled me out of this being a real thing that happened such as these aren't spoilers but there, there's a scene where all the girls are talking in the toilet and they're like I don't think she can beat Bobby you know he's just he's just too good I mean I love the girl but my money's on him and then who walks out of the stall yeah. Emma Stone walks out I mean, doesn't toilet- say anything and then just goes to wash her hands silently oh, come on and like a toilet like, bitching session 101 you check who's in the one cubicle in the bathroom before you start yeah you're like- talking to an expert uh, toilet bitcher yeah. right here <laughs> and Kathy Cullen what I did really enjoy about this movie though at the start and again I would have liked this to be um, explored a little bit more was um, the stuff about Billie Jean setting up her own tournament. Like, that's amazing that she did that. Like, basically, um, they whatever tournament she was part of, men were being paid eight times more than women, which she protested against. And it was just a really interesting conversation where Bill Pullman's saying, well, men tend to be the primary breadwinners. And she says, well, not my family. They say um, men draw in more of a crowd. And she's saying, oh, why did you sell more tickets to the men's final than the women's final? And they're like, well, no. So why, like, please articulate to me why men are getting eight times more than women. And they couldn't argue it. And she says, fine, I'm setting up my own tournament. And that was all so fun. And that was the kind of when it was reminding me of a league of their own in that movie. And the reason they set up the female tournament was because all the men were at war and they wanted entertainment at home. So it was slightly different. Like, it was set up by men. It wasn't as feminist as this was. But that was so interesting. And then that just came and went and we never saw any of that tournament. And we didn't really see the politics of it. Well, that kind of gets resolved. And then it's more the the spectacle of the match. Yeah. But the thing is that the spectacle of the match symbolized, it became a symbol. It was, and that's what always happens with these women's issues, is that basically it comes down to, like, all of... um, Like, for all these women who were invested this around the world, they said, like, 90 million people were watching it, and it was the biggest um, live sporting event, like, of its time. It was the biggest ever that had ever happened. And it always puts all the weight on, like, one woman's shoulders. It's like the stuff with Hillary Clinton in the States, you know? It's like, oh, well, she's our chance to have a female president. Now it's blown. Like, why does it always take... Why is it always down to one woman? It's so unfair. And that's what this was. You know, whether or not she beat him, and we won't spoil the ending, 
it shouldn't have mattered. And also, you're talking about a 30-year-old woman in the fitness of her, you know, the peak of her fitness, playing a 55-year-old man. Like, that's a spectacle. That's, that's just what, ridiculous. Well, that, that's what I thought was interesting about this movie, because we love sports movies, you and me. Like, absolutely love them. Oh, love and, but, them. Even though we're not into sports at all. But yeah, sports, tennis is the only sport I can actually follow, so I was pleased. Sports movies are just excellent, because it's the, it's the classic... Um, uh, it's always an underdog story almost always like Rocky and whatever and you're watching them get better and better and it's the lead up to the events so there's natural stakes and suspense but interestingly Emma Stone's um, you know Billie Jean King is not the underdog here because no. as you said she's she kind of has the edge like she's physically, physically powerful and mentally powerful exactly um, so the, the real underdog story is it's women women are the underdog in, in society yeah uh, so it's really that's I mean it's almost like the, the thing should be called Battle of the Sexes <laughs> because that's what it's actually about but actually do you know what I thought was interesting and I was sitting there thinking you know this movie is is showing us you know it's very much playing in that Mad Men playground which yeah. is like that nostalgic rose tinted like oh my god how ridiculous was things back then when you know men were men were pigs and they got away with things like that but and you know, oh, we're so advanced now and things have changed. Hang on, no, nothing has really nothing changed. Nothing has changed. Look who the current president of the United States of America is. Someone who knowingly abuses women and there is on tape boasting about it before the election and he still got nominated. Yes. That's the culture you're talking about. This kind of misogynism still exists. The gender pay gap is still, it's still there. Yeah. Like it's not in any way equal. Also, um, we just went to a parent and baby screening and there was maybe 20 to 30 parents and each with a baby in the room I would say 19 of those were mothers and then there was me there, no there was another dad oh there was another yeah. dad okay well two dads in the whole room I mean clearly clearly society hasn't quite taken the massive shift that we think it has where we're all equal because the dads are all still going to work and the mothers are taking maternity leave and you know partly you know, there's various reasons for that but you can say well the uptake in this country is very low on shared parental leave well there you go I mean and th- th- there's there's you know there's you're, there's a numerous reasons for that um, you know traditionalism maybe but I think part of it is the gender pay gap yeah, I mean people can't families can't afford to to live on the mom's salary instead of the, the, the father's salary yeah and we're so, lucky we're in a lucky position where we actually or we the are same the same salary so which is very matter. unusual um, so to us it's just a choice of who wants to be off at that point but for most people that's not the case and it's what did they say it's about 70 cent to the dollar in the states the pay difference now I don't know what the pay difference is in, in tennis now and I'm interested to look that up and see what it is um, or if there's a pay difference I don't know I mean I would like to think there isn't but uh, yeah who knows and it, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a difference but don't you think it's it's interesting that there's still in, in all sports there's men and women's categories like they don't compete together and is that just that's just because this and like this is a, a fact I'm saying this as as someone who 100% roots for women in every occasion it's a it's a fact as I said that men and women are just physically different like you there's mixed yeah. doubles and things like that um but it's just it's not the case and I know in football I was just reading that football is one of the biggest gender pay gaps in the world you see like what someone like say Wayne Rooney earns right I don't know what he earns bloody 200 grand a week or something and then women's football like they get paid nothing like that so I think 
football I saw an article on it during the week is one of the biggest pay gaps in the world in England which doesn't surprise me but that's more because the men are so overpaid well that's because uh, like people will pay to see the men yeah, exactly. nobody wants to see the girls um, play and it's which really is essentially Bill Pullman's argument kind of on this point but slightly different when I love the women's hour BBC podcast I was listening to that yesterday and they were talking about um, women and how women are perceived or was it the BBC Women's Hour? Actually, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to. Anyway. This is great podcast. Great, yeah. They were Good saying rambling. that um, women women are always said to apologise too much and say sorry too much. Yeah. And actually, it's like, too, what does too much mean? And, and what they mean is too much in comparison to men. Men are the benchmark. Well, as in we don't apologise enough. Well, it's, it's just when you say too much, what do you mean? You need to analyse when people say things like that. You mean in comparison to a man. Um, and women use the word sorry in a nuanced way so they don't just use the word sorry to apologise and put themselves down they might do it in a clever self-deprecating way to get a point across without appearing aggressive like there's loads of nuanced ways that women are using that language but then we're told don't say sorry and work it diminishes you and it, you know it makes you look weak and, I, and actually that's not something I agree with but it's interesting the benchmark is always a man so in football to say women are being underpaid is actually no men are being way overpaid why are they earning that kind of money that's obscene <laughs> yeah. to fucking kick a ball around a pitch um, but anyway that's a tangent and overall I'm really glad I saw this movie I love them I love what it explores albeit it, uh, you know it's not one of the best movies I've ever seen it's a little um, oversimplistic yeah and in it's, ways but it's then a bit it's, silly it's, ultimately it's, it's a, as I said it's, it's a 30 year old woman having a spectacle match with a 55 year old man but I love everything it represents and I really admire Billie Jean I think she seems like an incredible person and I'm really interested now to go and watch the documentary about it same I think parts of this when I was watching it and I thought the tennis match was very well recreated I think they did body doubles it looked fantastic and I look at exciting. people who enjoy watching tennis it was really fun to watch but it made me think um, you know I'd rather just at this point I'd rather just watch the real tennis yeah. match or watch See a documentary, documentary about this and I think that probably would be more interested, interesting but I think what you do get with um, with this movie is you you know you get to explore through I would imagine some dramatic license and fictionalising you get to explore the behind the scenes and the um, you know their personal lives, which actually were well were well written. They were and, well uh, written, well and it's not that so. I didn't want to see her love plot. I just thought the way they meshed them together was a bit silly. Like it was all too kind of pat and neat. Um, yeah. And I did enjoy Sarah Silverman as her manager as well. I thought that was a yeah, really good performance good. from her. Like it was, it was a good cast. There was also um, now I don't know who played his son, but there was kind of slightly odd plot with his son kind of supporting him and, and then not supporting Wait, him why, why don't we just move on to Spoiler Street at this we'll stage move, we're on spo- we just turned on to Spoiler Street that's happened to you oh it's convenient here um, it is so yeah. spoilers for Battle of the Sexes Starting. slash real life yes no and you can spoil real life because I didn't know the ending and I was so glad I didn't know it because I was really on the edge of my seat thinking she better bloody win this match but then if you think if you thought about it for a second like why would this match be so famous exactly like it can only have been that well old. it would have been I think it would have been that famous because 90 million people were watching it and all those people are commenting on it so I did think potentially yes. she could have lost it no but you had the Margaret Court game before that so which, which I thought was interesting I didn't even know about that yeah me neither. I thought this was like the big like a big first time that a man had played a woman but no it was like no wait it happened a few weeks ago and that's what raised the stakes one. way more for this match was because she was so pissed off that Margaret Court took that game in the first place because she said to her what happens if you lose 
and then she's like this is what happens when you lose women are ridiculed and again yeah. that's putting too much pressure on the shoulders of one woman you know Margaret was right to take that match because she thought she was going to win an easy 30 grand and make a point um, and I also enjoyed the the fact that Steve Carell's character was like a gambler and he was kind of doing all this like to kind of sate his own gambling desire as well as his need for attention all that stuff was like it was a genuinely nuanced character and layered like it wasn't just this disgusting sexist pig so that we're all sitting there hating him because that would have been really boring no because he was quite like affable and likeable even when he was like provoking people yeah and he do you know what I felt sorry for him when he lost I really did because I thought oh he's put so much into this including gambling on his own, on himself to win which is just such a stupid thing to do so much of his own pride was wrapped up in it he's, he, was, he's a, he seemed like a very interesting person yeah and she was amazing and I was so happy for her when she won and then um, so we can kind of speak in more detail now around what was going on in her personal life was that she kind of had a sexual awakening and um, slept with a woman for the first time and her husband found out in a really good scene I thought where that was excellent completely unspoken her husband kind of arrives at the room and figures out that she's been sleeping with this woman and they don't mention it at all but they're both like it's a great performance from but Emma they Stone. both know they both know it's so uncomfortable you feel so terrible for both of them and then at the end of it he's strapping up her knees with ice and at the end he just says look I'm just going to get another room so that you can be by yourself and that's kind of it and and everything that needs to be said has been said through other words and through body language and I thought that was an amazing scene and, and in really that moment enjoyed. and I thought he and he just says bye and then leaves before she can say anything else and it was kind of reflected later on when um, Steve Carell and, and or uh, Bobby and his wife Priscilla and she's explaining to him why she can't be with him that she loves him but she just cannot be with him and then he did a similar thing he just said okay I understand bye and then just walked up and left so it was just very yeah, it was it's just almost maybe it's reflective of how you know c- society didn't allow people to have very open conversations about their emotions. I don't or know. Who they are That's why I'd love to part. know a bit more about her husband because to me it was very much like Tammy Wynette, like stand by your man, like except he was standing by his woman. If I arrived, if you were in the middle of a bloody tournament or whatever, and I arrived to surprise you and you're blatantly sleeping with someone else, I would not sit there putting ice on your knees being kind to you telling your lover to back off so that you've space to win this tennis match like I found all that like quite shocking well and then knows? at the maybe end he was more maybe he's just invested in her and her brand and wants her to succeed or maybe you know you could just intuit that that was his livelihood she said she was the maiden breadwinner yeah, maybe true. he had a lot to lose and she did know? have I mean she was going to win 100 grand if she beat Steve Carell and then kind of at the end we're told that they divorced she's now got a partner and they're godparents to his kids with his new partner so obviously yeah. they all are still very friendly but I was watching that thinking this is a very unusual male character to see on screen not in the least because of his Ken Barbie hair doll <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was amazing um, and yeah really good performance from Bill Pullman I really enjoyed him I've seen him in The Ringer or no not The Ringer um, The, the Sinner on Netflix which I really liked um, it's a good binge watch and he's so wrecked looking in The Sinner like he's terrible and he's playing this really downtrodden character so to see him looking so dapper and smart in this was quite a different performance which I, I like Bill Pullman we don't get enough Bill Pullman no these we days. really don't alright will we leave it there yeah I think like cold. I would definitely recommend this movie and what I love about these parent baby screenings in a way is you have no choice in what you're going to see there's one movie a week take it or leave it because this isn't I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, gone, have to this. gone to this no Me I wouldn't neither. have and I certainly wouldn't have gone to Victorian Abdul which I saw a couple of weeks ago there so it's hit or miss really I probably would have. this is the kind of movie I might have downloaded um 
yeah know, when, when it's it comes out. out on in a few months but we had fun our first family trip to the cinema it was nice and it was lovely just sitting with Oscar on, on my lap like and he was like staring intently at the screen <laughs> yeah, and then he vomited all yeah, over himself it was really and nice. then he shat himself and then you missed um, you missed a couple of scenes because you had to go and change him um, and the cake was amazing so that's always worth I mean if I ever shat myself in the cinema there'd be everyone would be talking <laughs> um, and it's very decadent to be on a Tuesday morning eating cake at half past ten in the cinema I did enjoy that yeah yeah um, All right, successful okay. Do you first see Oscar family Buzz cinema for this, outing. Oscar buzz for this movie, for sure. Uh, he was buzzing, all right, yeah, when he <laughs> shat himself. <laughs> hey! no, I see Emma Stone and Steve Carell getting nominated. Uh, this feels like, okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. They will get nominations. I think this is the kind of best picture nomination Me- that they will want and need right now, particularly in the, the, the current, current climate of yeah. Hollywood. And it's um, a November release, which means uh, we're gunning for an award. Because when they should have released it was March 8th for International Women's Day. That would have been amazing. Yeah. But obviously they're holding out for awards season. Yeah, and this is the kind of movie the Oscars love. Yeah. You know, like nostalgia, rose-tinted sort of views that position current society as above it because we've progressed so much. And p- particularly interesting that his last nomination was for, was it The Foxcatcher? Also a sporting movie where he was the wrestling yeah. coach. Um, which Steve he was also Carell. amazing in. He's so good. So good. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, Let us know what you thought. We're on the social medias. At uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram at the Cinemile. You can email us at thecinemile at gmail.com Yes, we always forget to plug our email. Yeah, we got we got some lovely emails. Yeah, and we are on iTunes, Acast, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. We would greatly appreciate if you search for the Cinemile on iTunes and or wherever you listen to but we're on all the things we're on all of them but for some reason the iTunes ratings matter Um, so please if you enjoy this podcast and you like getting it for free (laughs) go on iTunes and give us a 5 star rating and it would be greatly appreciated yes yes okay bye thanks for listening bye Personally, I wish the women were staying at home and do the kitchen work and uh, take care of the babies and compete in areas where they can compete in.